Welcome, friends, to another episode of In the Moment with Helping His Hands, a podcast designed for you, the listener, to catch up on what we've got going on as well as share a little bit about maybe some other topics and have some good times in the midst of all of that. We just appreciate you tuning in. Hey, this day, this time, this moment, we have, well, usually, Isaac's here again, running everything to make sure everything is going well for us. We appreciate that very much. Our guest for this episode is Noble, and I'm not going to say much about who he is. We're going to let him share a little bit about that. But I've known Noble for for many years, and uh, I do know this about him. He has a heart for the Lord, and uh, he's got a new position uh, in in this time of his life, and we'll let him share a little bit about that. So, Noble, hey, hey good yes. morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening. We don't know when this will be showed shared or listened to yeah we just we just hope that as you listen to this if you're listening to this on the treadmill that we burn calories with you oh exactly that uh, that those count for us so so yeah we appreciate that yeah like scott uh thanks for having me and isaac thanks for thanks for doing this uh my name is noble uh noble boger uh i am the new student pastor at bethany christian church at the vincent's campus in vincent's indiana um i have been a student pastor uh, I don't know. I, I it, for a while. Yeah, the Lord put it on the heart when I was about sixteen. So, uh, so I guess that's when it all started. But uh, here, here, here in Vincennes, uh, at Bethany, just about a couple months now. So it's it's been good and uh, good to start ministering in this area. Cool, cool. And you, before this, you were in the big state of Kentucky, yeah. in Louisville, yep. correct? Yeah. Right. Where horses, where horses run wild, and the coffee is uh, dark. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. As we're all sitting here drinking, I wish uh, those who are listening to this, I wish you could see what we're doing. Every, we've all got coffee. This is love. In our drink. In our, our hands right now. What a mess. <laughs> I love it. And so you're married? Yes. Yep. You have 14 kids, uh, 13 dogs, and two hamsters. Is that correct? Is that right? Or It's, you know, approximately um, none of that, but uh, one dog. Wait a minute. One wait dog. A minute. You're, not, you're not married? I am married. I am okay, married. Okay. I was going to say, are you living with her? I was going to say, listen, if you're no, living with her, we're going to have a conversation. No, here. no. My wife and I, we got married uh, just about, just over a year ago, uh, March of 2020, uh, right okay. as uh, the world seemed to flip on its head. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah, so we've been married just over a year. We've got a, a cute little dog named Sunday and uh, no kiddos or any other animals right. as of yet. That's all so right. Sunday. I'm a handful myself. So. I love it. Oh, hmm. so, so you're training her real well for when you have kids. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great. So, no, we'll, we'll, we'll just jump right in because I want to go back to a comment that you made. Um, when you were giving your introduction here of you, uh, you said the Lord laid, laid it on your heart when you were 16. Mm-hmm. So what did you do with that at 16? Because um, you were in school. Yeah. You're just a kid. Yeah. What can a kid do? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. So you're 16. You feel like the Lord's laid this on your heart. So what'd you do with that? Where'd you go with that? Yeah, so when I when I was about sixteen, my I was away at a church camp um, and uh, heard a heard an old Kentucky preacher at that church camp just talking about Jesus and, and presenting the gospel and and talking about the forgiveness that Christ offers us and uh, and I knew the brokenness and the sin that I was caught up in at that time and uh, that's when I just accepted um, accepted Christ into my life and um, and at that point you know I realized that what I was feeling in that moment. I wanted to go back and get to share with the kids in the neighborhood I grew up in and my siblings uh, and my family uh, because the neighborhood I grew up in 
uh, it was a lot of brokenness, and you saw um, how wretched our world could be in in that neighborhood and in those streets. And uh, I wanted the chance to go back and do that. So um, when I got back to my church back in Vincennes um, that I grew up at, I you know got to talk with our youth leader and our pastor there, and man, they let me just jump in, uh, start consulting, and like being a student leader as a 16 year old. So. I uh, got to do that, preached a, they let me, weird, crazily, they let me preach a sermon when I was 16 on Super Bowl Sunday, I still remember it, uh, it's somewhere on a CD uh, before they were all audio recordings, but uh, but yeah, when I was 16, um, that was when I first got my you know chance to be a leader in the church and uh, really get a step into that. Cool. Cool. And so was you thinking about Bible college? Was you thinking about things like that? Or was you just thinking about the moment right then of trying to reach some of your peers, trying to reach kids in general? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I wasn't quite thinking about uh, Bible college in that moment. Uh, For me, I thought it was kind of funny because I remember when I was when I was real little and I went to church camp and I I said I wanted to be a preacher when I was probably about 10. Now, I didn't say that because I love the Lord. I said that because the evangelist that week, his daughter was cute. So so the Lord just has a funny way of bringing us back to his plans. And uh, uh, he got me, you know, he he just led me into that. And so when I was 16, I wasn't thinking about Bible college. Really, I was just thinking about, hey, you know, uh, a lot of the kids that went to my church, Mm really counted on that and you know we were taking the summer off and you know doing different things and uh, so I just got to speak into some of those things how to how to serve them and um, you know things we could do to uh, to fill the seats so Mm -hmm. that kids could hear about the love of Christ cool so did you ever think um, either at that moment or maybe I mean you can do the time the time part of that but did you ever think you would be outside of Vincent I mean was in your mind you're just thinking I'm just gonna probably get a job and I'll just stay right here plugged into my home church and love on kids and do I mean did you I mean is that what you were thinking or did I mean did you ever have the thought of going outside of Vincent's yeah absolutely yeah um I remember when I when when I was entering into college I guess my hope was that I would go to college that I would do that and I had a a couple places I'd seen you know exciting church movements that you know down the state of South Carolina and and out in Montana, you know, strangest places yeah. that I'd never been to. But, uh, you know, I saw the Lord moving in a way, and I said, you know, that's something I want to be a part of. Now, that's not how God led me. Instead, uh, you know, God led me through a, a manner of odd ways to mm-hmm. Kentucky, where I got to be a part of a church that was growing and, and thriving, and the Lord was doing things there. And uh, for me, I got to grow myself, mm-hmm. and the Lord did a lot in me um, mm-hmm. while I got to serve there and lead students. So it's interesting you say that because in my mind as you're saying that, I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes sometimes we have to get away from what we know, the the normal, the comfortable, to 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 be stretched and challenged so then we can return. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think you'd be back in Vincent? You know, uh, I think I think I did. You know, I've had a, uh, a passion, you know, for, for this community, not just because it's been home, but uh, really because I got to see... A lot of kids and a lot of students and families when I was ministering here uh, back from 2010 to 2016 and uh, and it was just a really time a time in my life where I was really blessed to get to do ministry here Uh, but you know it was a tough season moving Mm -hmm. away to Kentucky Um, you know it was confusing for me it was hard at first uh, and I resisted the Lord Mm -hmm. for a while but then I just saw him moving in me and moving through me there so uh, I just decided to let him use me there and, and get to do that. 
So it's interesting, I think, that when you you're, you're saying that, and I made this comment. It's been it's been a while back. Isaac and I was talking a little bit um, about the whole idea. I preached a sermon years ago. It was based on the rubber band. That you realize um, rubber band was designed to be stretched. That's what it was. That's what that's when it's useful. When it's not being stretched, it's not it's not worth anything. And I'm not saying we're not worth. It. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in those moments when when we are uncomfortable and things happen, it's in those moments that God's stretching us and mm-hmm. He's he is doing that to to bring that growth and stuff. So so you're in you're in you're in Kentucky. Uh, you did you meet your wife in in that area or, or was she from another area? I mean, how did how did that connection come about? No, uh, my wife. I was I was in Louisville. Uh, we actually connected in um, about the uh, most comical way twenty year olds could connect. We met through Instagram. Um, just. She liked one of my posts, and I messaged her, and oh, that's uh, cool. soon enough we we uh, started uh, talking, and then we got went on a date, and uh, there you, you know, are. We just we just we just you know felt the Lord you know guiding us, and it sounds like a kind of a cheesy Christian thing to say yeah. at times, but uh, yeah. but man, I, she was a woman who just has built me up and who has encouraged well, me, cool. and been a real blessing. To so me. how you said on Instagram? So how did she come across? T- because you guys were, I'm, I'm assuming then you weren't friends before then. No. So how in the world? No, she she's from Central Indiana, okay. um, and she was living in Southern Indiana at that point. Oh, okay. Um, no, we just had one mutual common friend that we knew, and uh, isn't that funny? And it's just it's just <laughs> odd that that one person was the connection for us. So, have you paid that person off now? <laughs> huh? so I'll, we, I'll, we owe you some money here. I'll, I'll buy him coffee. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. So was that mutual friend, don't mention name, was that person from Vincennes or someplace else? Uh, Evansville. Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. I'll be deal. Yeah. That's all right. So here you are in Vincennes now. As you said before, you're working with the Bethany uh, Christian Church, which uh, we've told our listeners in the past, they, are, uh, they own the building that we uh, occupy a part of uh, here in Vincennes. And uh, uh, their, main, their main campus is in Washington, Indiana. In fact... Uh, again, we don't know for sure when this podcast will be aired, but uh, they're, in the, they're in the makings right now of a Princeton campus and things. So, so uh, I'll put you on this on the spot here, Noble. Will you be doing anything at all with that campus because you're dealing with the youth here in Vincennes, or or will they completely have a separate staffing for that down there? Yeah. So ultimately, our hope is to have people whose whose main drive is Princeton. You know, I do believe, and um, that those people are passionate about Gibson County and that area, and those those people there. Um, you know, our our team across all the campuses has worked together to make sure that ministry happens and that uh, people are reached, uh, no matter the town, the county, the community. Um, so you know, there's times where we we each step in and we fill gaps. Uh, cool. So so yeah, um, well you know, uh, different people will probably have a hand in it, but ultimately, I think our goal is to find. You know, that person, those people that the Lord has placed uh, Princeton on their heart and Gibson County on their heart. Cool, cool. So let's backtrack for a moment here. So you started doing some some youth work ministry, we'll call it that, because that's what it, what it, what it was and is. Um, and I think and the reason I say that is because I think sometimes we, we think that um, we have to have that paper on the wall to be able to be used by the Lord, you know, to do ministry, quote, unquote, kind of thing. So looking back from 16 to where you are now, um, 
what kind of changes have you seen in in youth? Uh, if any any changes, I mean, our cultures changed, things like that. But I mean, have you seen much difference between then and now? You know, I think um, there's uh, there's obviously a huge changes. I think from the time that I was about sixteen to um, to now, uh, currently, yeah, more than a decade later. Um, but but one thing that I you know talked with our high school students about last week is that. Um, truth is still truth. Uh, they're still affected by temptation and sin, and uh, just like I was as a kid, and as you were as a kid, mm-hmm. Scott. And uh, the truth is still truth that God is still good, that uh, Christ still died for them. Uh, there are different issues that mm-hmm. they deal with now, and that we have to deal with as we minister to them. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's the world's changed uh, quite a bit. But uh, you know, we're just glad that the message that we get to share doesn't change. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. It is. And so, uh, as you're as you're rolling through um, youth ministry here in Vincennes, does it look a lot different than what it did in Kentucky? Just in the in the last, let's say, well, what's bad is 2020 is a, is a, is one of those years you just want to take it out. So I guess I'll give you the liberty to choose whether or not you want to look at 2020 or if you want to go back to 2019 based there versus here. Sure. I mean. Is there a lot of differences in, I mean? You know, uh, there, there were differences. Um, so previously, yes, servant served in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Um, you know, much uh, from Vincennes, a uh, vastly, you know, different as far as the uh, urban, vi- urban environment versus Vincennes being here in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were different issues that uh, we had to encounter. You know, I, as I'd be in schools, I'd, I'd have counselors and people talk to me that uh, some of the kids that were walking the hallways were involved in gang life, that mm. they that they had, you know, gotten involved in um, in bigger issues than I'd had to deal with wow. before. Um, you know, and I'd had conversations with kids that uh, that they'd seen things that, that I have never seen, mm. that, you know, that I hope I never have to. Yeah. Um, now, that, that's that's going to happen sometimes just because it is a bigger place. I think Louisville, so just... The metropolitan area is just over a million plus people. A little bit bigger than uh, Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a couple. There's a couple. But, um, <laughs> there's some zeros on here. <laughs> but um, but the good thing is is that you know when when I uh, moved down to Kentucky in 2016, um, that year the fact was that I still got to go minister to kids and uh, you know kids just want to know um, you know a few things that they've got people in their corner. Uh, and for us as, as Christians, as, as followers of Christ, that uh, that we get to share, we're in their corner because Christ loves them and has big plans for them. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Switching gears for, for a moment, what you reading? What you been reading lately? Besides the Bible, that's just a given, <laughs> but what you been reading? Um, I'm reading a, a couple books, uh, a book called uh, Exiles in Faith, I do believe. It's by a guy named David Kinnaman, okay. just about um, that kids today, they, they live largely in a digital world. Hmm. And uh, that becomes a place where they uh, get in exile. That they get in this digital world and they disconnect from the rest of us and disconnect from relationships and community. Um, and then the reality is, is that how can we take that digital world and turn it into um, the promising for them? How can we hmm. take it and, like and connect there with them? in community and yeah so you haven't finished it I mean you're, you're in the midst of, of reading it has he said anything or talked about anything about how you can get in their world to to kind of connect with them any 
Um, a bit. There's different, you know, just different ways. Um, he's he's mentioned a couple things. One of the things I found really interesting is that um, largely kids use that as a as a way to disconnect and 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 be on their own. But over the last year, especially over 2020, we saw a lot of things where these things called digital campfires became really uh, present and mm-hmm. kids flocked to them. Uh, they're just online things where kids gather for community. Uh, and I, I looked at it. It was a study by Harvard Business Review. Weirdest things, uh, if your kids play Fortnite, uh, that was one of the things. These kids, they'll go to these events and um, they had a couple events on there where over you know millions of kids jumped on and they connected with others right there. Now, that's cool. Yeah, use your discretion with your kids and online yeah. things like that. Yeah. But but uh, there are ways to redeem that for for good. That's cool. That's cool. You're talking about that. I think that I'm gonna put Isaac on the spot. Is that one of those? Is that one of the games that we've we've talked about before? What what he was talking about? The fort. Did you just call it again? Fort what? Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it um, before with some of our guys in so, Florida. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So one of the things that we're one of the things that, and I'm not gonna go in detail again because we're not we're not at the point where we can unleash all that. But we are looking at ways. Um, to reach gamers for Jesus through through what we're doing in dis, in the midst of disaster and it's interesting I think because um, when I was doing campus ministry I would go to churches and when I would talk about what we what we do I would challenge uh, the church to go to the local bookstore Bible bookstore and look for ask the the person who's working could you show me the college section well you might find one or two books now that's changed in the last several years because a lot of campus ministers are writing books and things like that and stuff like that but the church by far had no idea what to do with that age group because they don't really fit in high school. They don't fit in young marrieds or or singles, you know, the, you know that kind of thing. And so uh, they were just kind of left to be, well, <laughs> we're hoping that maybe we'll catch them when they get a little older. And um, God has just given us some really cool conversations and connections with some people in the last two and a half years in the gaming realm because it's the same thing. Church has no idea what to do with gamers. And so uh, we're kind of walking, Isaac and I, and um, Jackie, one of our board members, uh, we're walking, uh, this is the way I'll put it, we're walking carefully through the field of gaming to see uh, what we can do to connect gamers uh, to to our ministry uh, in the midst of disaster and in hopes to be able to love on them for Jesus, and so it's just you know, so it's cool because um, you made because you made that comment. You think that because because that we heard that that you know in the gaming realm uh, in 2020 there was a lot of things popping up trying to get people plugged in and things like that. So so this 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 what'd you call it again? Campfire? What'd you call a, it? A digital campfire. Digital campfires. I hadn't heard of that, so that's cool. So is that something still going on? Are they still doing things like that, or is that kind of now fizzling out? You know, I think it's, um, no, they're still going on. It's just different events that, that come up that, that kids just gather around. You know, yeah, I think about anytime you've been with at a campfire at an event yes. or anything like that. Uh, Some of my fondest uh, memories at church camp yeah. was, was those campfire moments because it kind of put a, just what a great way to end the evening kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah you know, that's uh, that, was, that was always a thing that, you know, when there's a campfire at a camp or something, kids always flock to it. Now the problem is you got to keep them from throwing their soda cans and stuff in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> pushing one another into uh, it. Bottle but... rockets, firecrackers, <laughs> right, Isaac? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, they're they're still going on. There's just different ways to do it. Uh, you know, I've seen some churches try to redeem that um, to to invite new new students into their ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've you know obviously there's ways. Um, I've seen churches do fundraisers through it, um, through streams and things. Um, kids get kids and uh, church people connected to groups through those events, and uh, there's there's ways to, to redeem it. Um, but yeah, they're they're still going on, and I hope that the church can grab a hold of those new ways and yeah. and use them. I think it's interesting you say that because um, it's interesting if we back up before COVID. Um, Couple couple ministers I know not not from not from our area here but uh, from a different state made a comment that they they thought um, online services and things like that was a waste of time and that people need to be in the church building and and need to be in person and things like that and um, I understand that I, I do think person I think this. God wants us to have relationships. He wants us to be in community and that kind of stuff. And that's another another topic. But but um, COVID hits, and these two guys that I know was forced to go online, and now they're back meeting together again. But but they're still doing it because they realized they were making connections to people that, that would never darken their doors. And I think you know there's a there, there's a place for everything. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? And so. Uh, I guess I'm saying that because of the whole deal. My mind just, I'm just thinking, I, I visualize this campfire, <laughs> this digital campfire, you know, kind of thing. Just this whole idea of, of building a community that way. So so did you guys do any of that kind of stuff during COVID? Did you attempt to do your own digital campfire for the youth group or anything? Or did you just join in with what was being done? Or how, I mean, how did that look? Sure. Yeah. Um, at my church in Louisville, uh, Fairdale Christian Church, we... We did spend some time. We tried to uh, find some ways to do that. Did uh, I had a, a volunteer, a team member? He was a content creator, so he would host private events oh, for, cool. for our students, and we'd pull other, you know, youth group ministries and and churches on board, and, and just a way for us to be able to foster community and have something to celebrate. You know, twenty twenty was a year where, you know, we didn't get to see our students for months and months at mm. a time. You yeah. know. Um, in Louisville and Kentucky, uh, my my students uh, there they just went back to school just maybe a couple months ago. Mm. Um, so they you know they've been at home and doing e learning for quite some time. So we were trying to find any way just to connect with them, to uh, build community with them. And, and uh, it, after so long, it was hard to get a middle school kid back on a Zoom call or checking out a YouTube stream. But if I send him a message and say, hey, we're playing Fortnite on, online or, or, you know, we're playing some kind of video game, they're on right away. Cool. And, uh, you know, it's not always about getting the lesson out. Sometimes it's just about building that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I think I think people, people and, and those who are listening, um, this is something for, for, for anyone to grab a hold of. We don't have to make every conversation a sermon or a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what's here. But here's the flip side of that coin. I believe that God can use every conversation and and moment to to bring others closer to Him, even if the Bible's not cracked. Now, for those listening, do not go to sleep on me and think I just told you to to that you don't have to be in the Word. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is um, 
there are those times that we need to build those relationships and grow them and look for those opportunities to speak into that life and stuff, even if the Bible's not in your hand kind of thing. So, well, that's cool. So anything else to read in Noble? That, is, that, is that where you're at right there just with that in the Bible? Or is there anything else that maybe you've, maybe you've purchased in the last three or four months? If you're like me, you walk in a bookstore and go, oh, I want to get that book, but you haven't read it yet because you're, you're trying to finish up other things. Yep, there's, yeah, there's definitely a stack of books on my desk that <laughs> is just waiting to, to get cracked open. Uh, there's a couple books. There's a um, book uh, called Raising Passionate Jesus Followers. Mm. Uh, who's that and, by? Do you know who's that by? Uh, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head who that's by. But uh, you know, one of these days, I'm gonna have kiddos, and I'm gonna. Have, I want to raise them and point them to Christ, so that one day they become, you know, Christ followers. Yes. And, uh, that's that's my hope. Uh, so you know, I'm just uh, jumping in that. Until then, I I get to help parents and uh, encourage them as they raise cool. and point their kids to Christ. Um, so yeah, that's that's the next book in the stack. All right. Well, maybe we can have you back on later on. You can give us a book report on. On that, how about that? Uh, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> Noble, I appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, it seems like it happens all the time. Time becomes our enemy, and uh, Isaac's over going, hey, my cup of coffee's empty, I need more coffee. We need to get this wrapped up. Right, Isaac, that's what you're saying over there? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what a mess. So, hey, we appreciate all of you tuning in to this episode, and as always, uh, if uh, you're looking for ways to get involved, we'd love for you to volunteer with us. Uh, you can check out uh, information about Helping His Hands on our website, which is helpinghishands.com, and uh, look for ways to, to get involved. And if you want to talk to someone in person, especially about volunteering, you can always call our office, 812-494-2888, and ask for Mariah. She would love to talk to you about getting involved as a volunteer. Hey, don't forget, we're on social media. We'd love for you to, to follow us and like us and check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we are also on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget our YouTube channel as well. Hey, we appreciate again your prayers. Uh, we, uh, we know that uh, prayer is a powerful thing. And so we covet those prayers that you lift up on our behalf. We appreciate that very much. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate that very much. And as always... Go be Jesus to somebody today. We'll see you.